Welcome to Lessons from Life, the podcast that gleams profound life lessons from everyday life stories. Hosted by Dustin Fenton and Brandon Hill. Dustin and I recorded the episode you're about to hear a couple of weeks ago, and today, in preparation for the final edit, we are dealing with coronavirus across our country and across the world. And my role at a university is mainly to take care of the 3,000-plus students who live with us. And as I listen to this again tonight for the final time, I realize these are lessons that I needed to hear again myself as I helped prepare our community to deal with the next few weeks of what the coronavirus is going to mean for all of us. So I encourage you to listen to this and be encouraged and be prepared to make this an adventure that will impact the lives of the people around you and yourself. One of my favorite quotes is from G.K. Chesterton, and he says that an adventure is an inconvenience rightly perceived. And now, here are your hosts, Dustin Fenton and Brandon Hill. Hey, Brandon, how's it going this week? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Good to hear from you again. This has become quite the tradition. We're hoping our audience enjoys this as well, our get-togethers just to learn from each other on stories, and we're looking forward to hearing from some of you and some of your stories. Uh, But today, I have a story that I would like to share with you. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready, Dustin. I I can't wait to hear it. My current role is that I am the director of a camp in Southern Indiana. And this happened a few years ago when we had campers here. We have about 500 campers or so a week at this particular camp, ages first grade through 12th grade. So kind of the full gamut every week, 500 campers. And alongside of that, we have about 200 staff members. So about 700 people on property on camp that I am responsible for. And in Southern Indiana, if you know anything about Southern Indiana, it is rainy and stormy in the summer and humid. And those that humidity builds and brings with it sometimes fairly violent storms. And this particular June day, June evening, as it were, we were tracking a storm that was coming out of Chicago. And we're about four and a half hours drive south of Chicago and this particular storm was in route toward us and it had with it all kinds of tornado watches, tornado warnings, thunderstorm watches, thunderstorm warnings. It was a pretty violent storm. Lots of hail reported with that, a lot of wind, obviously some tornadoes uh, were happening out of that as well and it was about 10 o'clock and the campers were headed toward bed and a group of us were trying to make a decision on what we should do to provide the best safety and the best experience for the campers if we had to move them we had to move them into a space that wouldn't be normal beds they'd be kind of clustered together in a couple of different areas and we would be asking to sleep on you know harder mats as opposed to more comfortable mattresses and so the the couple of us that were there looked at the storm and thought at about 10:30 our best move was to take all 500 campers and round them up uh, from across about 400 acres of property and to bring them to those centralized locations 
so that they would be protected from in case of any storm as opposed to being in their cabins mm. which you know have trees around them and things along those lines that if there are a wind or something along those lines a tree could uproot or some other you know tornado or something along those lines could happen and so a centralized location was just a better option to do that we get finally everybody in their spot about 11:45. so it takes a little while to get everyone we, we had this you know kind of action plan to do it as quickly as possible getting the younger kids first and then getting the older kids who could you know withstand a little bit later bedtime that evening and by the time we had everybody in and, and kind of settled down it was about a quarter till midnight mm. and as we tracked the storm it was about three hours away and still looked on target to hit us we have people kind of watching every hour or so overnight making sure what's happening with that it became obvious to us at about two o'clock in the morning that we were no longer going to be threat and bared away and had gone to the east of us quite a ways and in the morning the counselors and the campers didn't have the best night of sleep because they were out of their own beds and they were sleeping on these mats and and you know kind of in a, a little bit of foreign environment for them to sleep in anyway and they realized hmm, it didn't rain it didn't have a tornado there's no thunderstorm mm -hmm. no hail no lightning and they were all a little disgruntled uh, to say the least yeah. that we had made that call and disrupted their sleep and and they didn't have you know necessarily you know it's easy for me to to justify well they didn't have the information that we had and if they would have had that they would have made that decision too but we had to like kind of grin and bear it a little bit in front of those folks that didn't necessarily have all that information right so that's kind of the hard thing and specifically in, in leadership and, and we're all in leadership in some ways whether we're leading family members or leading ourselves or leading somebody at a workplace or, or ministry or whatever the case may be we're all in leadership in some capacity and hindsight is always 2020 but right. uh, when you're in, when you're in leadership it's it's hard to to say that and justify it that way so well, that's my story, and I don't know that I've got a lot of lessons pulled out of it from just yet, but I'd be interested to hear what you yeah. had to think about it. Yeah, well, you know, as a parent who had a kid at your camp several summers <laughs> in a row, I'm really glad you made those kinds of decisions. I know a couple of times my son was like, we stayed in the dining hall, and <laughs> and I always thought there's a good reason for that. I don't, I may not know what it is, but I'm glad that you're, you know, watching out for, for my kid. And so I think when you are in leadership, you have to think about other people as well. And while you may choose to take some risk yourself when you're in leadership, you have to think about the risk that you're putting other people in. I think you made the right decision, particularly as a parent. You know, I'm also thinking about the opposite of leadership, which is followership. And you know, what's the, what's the lesson here is that sometimes our leaders may do things that we think are really strange and we don't understand, but to some extent, a good follower trusts that their leader has the best thing in mind. And sometimes you may not know all the details, all the information that would explain why the decision is being made. And I think a good follower who trusts their leader will follow even if they're not sure of why that decision's being made. I was on a hike trip once with a bunch of students and I saw a rattlesnake in the path. I was the eighth person in line at the end of the group and four people had already walked over the top of it. And so I just yelled, stop to everybody. And amazingly enough, all the kids stopped. I, I didn't think they would, but I think they heard the fear in my voice and it really stopped the fifth person from stepping on, on the rattlesnake. And I didn't have time to say, everyone, there's a rattlesnake, please stop. I just had to yell stop and 
they had to trust me enough to obey it in that uh, situation. I remember once, Dustin, you and I were actually working in this at another camp, and we had a tornado actually come down the road towards our camp. It, it uh, turned a little bit. I think it later was determined to be a straight line wind, but my goodness, we could see something coming. And one of the trees fell in the parking lot where all the camp staff had parked their cars. But earlier in the day, we had planned an event to be held in that parking lot. So we told everybody to move their cars and the staff weren't too happy about having to move their cars out from the trees and park them in the sun. But later when we saw that this massive tree had landed right where all their cars would have been, uh, we were really thankful. So that wasn't even hindsight. I think that was just pure luck in some regard. Knowing when to look at the information you have coming down the road and make decisions about it and weighing out the risk aversion that you have individually versus the form or, or weight of risk aversion that you're going to have when you're thinking about other people, I think is important. So I'm well, glad think, you, I'm glad you made that decision. <laughs> well, no, I, I appreciate that. It, it was the right decision, uh, obviously. Yeah. But I think you, you mentioned something there that's really important. And I... I I kind of couched my story in the the moment of, of leadership, but you you mm. drew out the idea of followership, and that's that actually probably is harder to do mm-hmm. than 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 leadership. And I'm I've been a student of leadership for for some time, and encourage people to own the areas of leadership that they have. Again, starting with themselves, but you know, how do you become a good follower, and and how do you become a good follower yourself? And that's really about leadership, right? If you right. you know, starting with that is just saying, hey, I'm going to do these things. Okay, now now actually taking the discipline time to to get up in the morning and go run, or to mm-hmm. stop eating after the the first meatloaf, or whatever the case right. may be. So that that followership is probably more important than than leadership, because leaders in the end you know, we'll, we'll only be able to lead if they've got mm-hmm. people to follow. And so that's, that's really, really important uh, in that kind of relationship and that dynamic. Yeah. Here's a, another fun story that might encourage you on your decision. A couple of years ago, we had a power outage on our campus. You know, we have 2,500 students living in residence halls and power completely out. And I think it went out like at four o'clock in the afternoon and we just kept hearing, oh, we'll have it, we'll have it ready in two hours, we'll have it ready in two hours. And, you know, it didn't start up mm. until the next morning, I think at 10 a.m. Mm. Well, when you have that many people in residence halls and you have electronic access and fire alarms, it, you've got to have staff stay up right. to man the doors, make sure that there's someone awake if there's a fire. And so it really inconvenienced all of our residents' life staff, the resident directors, the resident assistants. And I felt really bad because I'm like, man, they're taking shifts. They're not getting sleep. This is kind of a, a bad thing. And as I was walking around campus, just making sure everything was okay, I'd go into the lobbies of each residence hall and everyone would be in there playing games and having fun. And they were just really, they were really looking at it in, in a good way. Well, the funny part about the story is at the end of the year, when we were asking students, what was your favorite memory from this year? Almost every student said the power outage. It was so fun. And uh, I think what happened was, you know, the the staff took uh, an event that really could have been bad, uh, discouraging, and they said, let's have some fun with this. And they actually built community by playing games and and doing things together uh, in the lobbies by flashlight so that that became a good memory rather than a bad memory. And my guess is all those campers who uh, spent the night in your buildings probably later thought, well, that was really fun. We should do that again.
Yeah, no, that's right. Oftentimes that inconvenience creates uh, the, the biggest opportunity. One of my favorite quotes is from G.K. Chesterton, and he says that an adventure is an inconvenience rightly perceived. Mm, and mm. so always having that mindset of, okay, what could be an inconvenience? Let's shift that and let's let's call it for what it could be right. and what the possibility is for it as opposed to what the actuality is for it. So Great. that's good. Great. Well, for both of us, next time we have a crisis, let's uh, look at it with that lens. Here's, here's an adventure and an opportunity for us to grow as leaders and for the followers to grow and maybe have some fun uh, in the moment. That's exactly right. So sounds good, Brandon. We'll, we'll look forward to talking with you the next week. All right. Take care, friend. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Lessons from Life. We hope that you have learned a lesson today that will help you to be more fulfilled in life's journey. If you were inspired by today's episode, please subscribe and review. You can find Lessons from Life at LessonsFromLifeForYou.com. That is with the number four and the letter U. You can also find links to all of our social media on our website. We would love to hear the valuable lessons that you have learned from your life experiences.